the stories of entrepreneurs and how they overcame the struggles and challenges to get where they are today. This is Believe in the Entrepreneur with Joel Sandoval, CPA. Welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur, and I'm super excited because I have Chris Farrell in the house who... Chris is, you know, is a good friend of mine, is also the IT guy that helps me here at my firm, Sandoval Taxi PAs. But not just that, I mean, he's also an entrepreneur, built websites, built apps. I mean, he's, you know, the IT go-to guy. So Chris, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. So Chris, for for people that don't know, you know, I we can take it back to, you know, when I you started helping me when I was barely starting my firm and only had a couple of employees. But I'm sure there's like even more before that where I don't know you know, much about your story before that. So why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself and how you even got into this world of IT? Uh, so probably back in 2006, uh, I got my, just like, well, probably third or fourth job at uh, Best Buy selling computers. And then for a little over a year, I worked my way up to Geek Squad. Okay. And uh, learned how to uh, interact with customers and, like, do technical like troubleshooting. Yeah. Uh, and then after I left there, I applied for my first like MSP gig and, uh, I was there for a few years and then we got purchased by another it company, which then just fast tracked my, uh, basic skills. Nice. <laughs> they like forced me out the door to go help customers on site. So, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Once I did that, I ended up going to another IT company and I got stuck there for like a year and a half and I had a couple classes left at uh, BC mm. um, to get my degree. I just, it was in web development and I wanted to finish them and I was, I didn't really like where I was working. So I ended up just going back to school, finishing that up. And by the time I finished that, uh, I have a really good working relationship with a uh, SWAT PC downtown. Mm. They do residential. They're some of my best friends, gotcha. but, uh, businesses call them, which I think that's how I got in yeah. contact with you. And, uh, I just decided to take the leap and do my thing. Nice. Yeah, nice. It's been working out great ever since. That's <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, you, you started with the story at Best Buy, but so did you know from like the day you were born, like, Hey, computers is for me or. Oh yeah. I mean, growing up we had, uh, computers i mean we had one of the earliest macs mm. uh but yeah i was always taking them apart and figuring out how they work and we were on the computer growing up all the time oh okay video games and <laughs> nice upgrading them so you typical you, nerd stuff so you found you, you found your passion at a pretty early age then mm -hmm. so like you know what was it about like computers like in general that you're like hey this is like i kind of like fell in love with that uh i thought they were amazing i mean Back in the day, like with dial-up, like you had AIM, AOL, and some messenger IRC chat. Like it was cool that you could talk to a random person or multiple people in a chat room all over the world. Mm -hmm. So that just kind of like sparked my interest. And uh, I mean, back in the day too, there was like hacker tools, like messed around with those and learned like what they did and uh, just had dumb fun with that. Yeah. And uh Yeah. That that's cool. I mean, yeah, I I had I had I remember I had a friend actually back in uh, high school, and he would like um, just take computers apart for fun and stuff, and like look at the pieces. And I'm like, 
dude, this is like all foreign. Like, <laughs> I'm like, but he was like all into it and stuff. And like, he, he liked looking at the different hard drives and just the, you know, all the pieces that went into it. And, um, you know, he, he kind of, he never really made it his career, but like he does it on the side and stuff for friends. And it's pretty inspirational to see like people that, you know, are into that, you know, just kind of reminds me of like, even, you know, Bill Gates, you know, that created computers and like, um, and it, it takes like a special brain. I feel like, yeah, I mean, he's definitely on another level. Than <laughs> I am, but him and Steve jobs, thankfully were around to pioneer it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, when I was at Best Buy, like I saw windows Vista get released, windows seven get released. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when computers were twelve, thirteen hundred dollars for something that should not have cost right maybe a hundred bucks nowadays right so it's it's also cool to see like where they started i mean i remember our first computer had uh a few megahertz like for memory and now you have to have a minimum of like 16 to keep them (laughs) so yeah that's crazy yeah it's it's a very cool field that i hope more people get into because it's a great great career yeah, for sure. And in technology, I feel like it's kind of like what's booming right now. Um, and it's almost like taking over the industries. Like you mentioned that before the show that you're even into app development, which is pretty cool because I think about like all the, you know, businesses that are taking over the world. They're all apps. Like, for example, um, Uber, right? It used to be all taxis. And now, you know, Uber came and or, you know, also Lyft. And the t- that, that took over that you know, ride industry and same thing with like Best Buy, right? People bought, you know, they rented movies to go to the typical store. And now it's like Netflix all streaming and it's technology that's taking over the world. Yep. So I think like if you're not embracing technology, it's like, you're going to be left behind. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, I mean, with, with technology, like changing so fast, like you mentioned, you know, windows Vista, windows seven, like, you know, those are like, even though it was just a few years ago, like they're so outdated now. Like, how do you keep up to date with everything that's going on with technology? Just get my hands on it and mess around with it. I mean, like Windows 11's out and I hate it. I <laughs> wish it never happened. Yeah. But yeah, it's it. sometimes it causes more problems than good. Right. But yeah, just getting physical hands on with the uh, software. Nice. Is the easiest and uh, best way to learn. Nice. So did you learn all your skills just from like, getting your hands dirty that way or did you have a mentor or someone because i know you mentioned that you got purchased you know or that company you're working for got purchased and that kind of opened your doors and stuff too so where'd you learn like your skills uh yeah Uh, one of my good friends uh he was my boss at the time but uh i mean i was a young shy kid who barely talked and they forced me to interact with customers and run the store Mm. and would always give me a hard time for not speaking up. Mm. And so he pushed me to learn and taught me everything he could and just took me under his wing, which was awesome. Nice. Um, and it's, I try to learn as much as I can Yeah. and try to show people so that they learn too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I definitely had people pushing me. Yeah. Which is, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And my friends down at SWAT that just, yeah hand me all the referrals that because they do residential. Nice. So did you get like more of the people skills from that experience or did you get more like the IT skills from that experience? Uh, it started 
before we got purchased, I had to run the storefront. So that was a couple of years and that was all interaction mm. and then doing small minor things like virus removals or backups and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then once I went to the other company, uh, I was basically forced to learn <laughs> if mm. I wanted to keep a job. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I just asked dumb questions and mm. I still do that today. I have a few friends that are smart, way smarter than I am. And I always turn to them mm. and ask them, even if it's a really ridiculous question. Uh, and I'm learning every single day. Right. So I think that's the best way to stay on top of things and to keep growing. Yeah. So for sure. So, I mean, you got, you had obviously access to mentors, but it seems like even though you kind of figure it out on your own though, sometimes like you just put your, get your hands dirty and then figure it out. Yeah. Uh, that definitely uh, is what you have to do. And then uh, along with learning how to uh, create a business and form like a corporation or LLC, I had to learn all that stuff, learn tax stuff, mm -hmm. um, learn payroll stuff, how how it is to have an employee and the procedures you have to take and all the responsibility that came along with it. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it is definitely a learning process. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Because I mean, I, you know, like now I feel like people probably have a maybe easier time learning because there's like YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. There's Google where you can kind of just Google stuff and like you'll read articles. But like back in, you know, when you were probably at Best Buy, YouTube probably wasn't as strong as it, as it is now with so much people putting information out there. Yeah, I think they just started or they were just becoming somebody. Right. So, yeah, there was no YouTube videos really. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just getting your hands on it and figuring it out. Uh, like the troubleshooting stuff. I mean, it took me a lot of years to learn, but now I can look at an issue most of the time and just be like, oh, yeah, we could do this. Or wow, if I see something, it's like, why don't we try this? And most of the time, that's the solution. So, right. But it's I didn't learn that overnight. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. And I, it, you make it seem like so easy. And for any business owner that doesn't have it it's like one of the most important things i think in a business because i'll tell you a little bit of my story chris like i remember i started my practice and um one of my computers went out and as you mentioned i took it to um what's the name of the swap pc yeah swap pc to get it fixed and um yeah they were able to fix it and um went to pick it up but then i was like I had two employees at the time and we were kind of having to like email documents to each other we were sharing documents through email i'm like when I worked for a different firm before I started my own practice, I was like, we didn't have to do this. Like we just had a shared drive where we could access files. I'm like, there has to be a way to do that. And I didn't have much of a budget at the time. So I was like, okay, let me see if I could figure this out on my own. And I started watching YouTube videos and I was like, what am I doing? Like, this is not for me. And uh, so I went back to swap PC and I was like, hey, do you know anybody that um, can help me like create some kind of network, you know, to have computers talk to each other? And I was referred to you and it's been a blessing. You know, that was like the best before I could have ever gotten because you've grown with us. You know, uh, we went from using a NAS drive for those people that don't want a NAS drive. It's like a really small little network storage, network storage Yeah. to now having like a, a server that now my team is like, I have people working um, remotely. So I have team members that work in LA. I have team members like that don't just work here in Bakersfield. And I've been able to do that because of your IT solutions. 
and and the server and being able to connect remotely really from anywhere uh even one of my team members like hey i was like working one day you didn't even know i was like completely out of town and i had no absolutely no idea because she was getting her work done yeah and it's the power of it so i mean it just shows how important that is for a business but um you know for any small business owner like how do you how do you approach like if someone is that kind of something that you do pretty often that like the same experience that i had or how is it with other customers yeah i mean i i honestly manage companies that have one to two computers but i also manage companies that have 100 users but my main focus is helping the small business owners because they need the same kind of support as if they were a huge corporation right nowadays um but yeah i just start small and say here's the recommendations uh, i would recommend starting here and then we can just build onto your network uh, and just find out what was most important first. Like if they needed to work remotely, let's get a VPN going so that you can access whatever you need. Uh, if you don't have a server, the options are like SharePoint. You can literally work in the cloud. So uh, I give them multiple like uh, options, suggestions, recommendations to help them any way I can. Nice. And for the best price I can too. I don't, try to upmark anything to like, I mean, they're a small business just like me. They're growing. Mm -hmm. Um, I know how expensive things are. Mm -hmm. So I just want them to succeed too. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think I kind of knew that from the very beginning. I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't, I wanted to do it on my own, like figure out this IT stuff because I was like, oh man, I'm sure it's going to be super expensive. I hire an IT guy. Like I, like I didn't, I hadn't even spoken to one, but I could just imagine the, the costs and the fees. And then, when I met you, you like presented your quote. And I'm like, that's affordable. Like that's a couple tax returns. But I'm also not a huge MSP. Like they have a lot of overhead and they do charge a lot. Right. So I think I'm, I try to be, I try to go the route of helping small businesses and just going a different way than the old school way or the way every other MSP thinks. Right. So, yeah. And I think that it's, it's an important part of like anyone's business nowadays, like, if you don't have it, like I, I wouldn't imagine like my business without, you now. it's like, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Cause it's like, there's absolutely no way that, I mean, we have everything stored on our server. And then like, if something were to, let's say our server were to completely fry out, we have everything backed up, you know, you'd be able to bring it back, back to life. Exactly. So, so I just have like so much peace of mind and it's like, you're just one call away. And it's like, I don't have to worry about any of that. If, if a computer breaks, I just hit up Chris and you'll take care of it. Yeah. And that's what I like to do. Uh, I mean, I have some customers that do the break fix, like call me when it breaks. But my my whole like philosophy and goal is preventative maintenance. I'd rather prevent the problem from happening than waiting until it's, it's too late. Right. So Yeah. It's almost like a, like a vehicle, right? Like you have to maintain it. Yeah, if you just wait until it breaks down, it's going to be this huge repair cost. and Exactly, and downtime. Yeah, downtime, whereas opposed to, like, you do an oil change every six months, you know, take it get service, well, you, it might not ever break down. Yeah, and, but, like, it goes back to, I know, I mean, IT services are expensive, so uh, I do try to work with uh, customers any way I can. Nice. So. That's awesome. I think that's one of the special things about, about you chris is that you know you're you're pretty flexible and you understand like where they're at in business and you just try to like you give them options like you said 
yeah, I mean, whatever I can do to help them succeed and I'm not have to worry about IT stuff. Like, that's my expertise. Right. <laughs> awesome. Just like yours is taxes. Yeah. I mean, I would come to you for questions. For sure. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, I mean, because you mentioned even before the show, like IT is obviously one of your, like that's what I use you for, but you also do other projects like app development and also web development. Like that's what you went to school for. So like tell me about some of the projects that you're working on. Uh, Like personally or like. Yeah, just whatever. Like, just uh, like whatever. It could be personally or business, whatever you're. Yeah. So uh, like web development stuff, I focus on like providing like uh, websites for small businesses. Um that is also a field that is very expensive. Uh, I mean, if you use a normal marketing company or a, a web company, you're going to be paying thousands of dollars. Right. Um, I try to keep the cost down to get you what you need uh, because I can pretty much provide them the same service. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know it's they, they would rather spend this than, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. For sure. Especially if you're getting started. Yeah. So, but sometimes, I mean, if it's, if I'm not the right fit, I recommend them like, Hey, if you're looking to do like an app or something and I don't have time or it's nothing I could do, I will try and find like a developer for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I am tied into the community downtown with uh, mesh coworking. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, okay. No, I've not. Yeah. It's just a group of like, uh, business owners and mm. developers that help each other out and they work for themselves, but. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, Personal apps. I mean, I've had a an app for the tattoo industry for the past like eleven years that really? I've been working on, and uh, it's been through a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, we have it in the app store. I do have a co-founder for that. Uh, it was working great until Facebook updated their uh, API and mm. killed our our login. Oh, really? So it's in the process of being fixed. Gotcha. Uh, and then something that's coming out too is uh, I'm working on a, a food truck app. Oh, really? Yeah. So basically finding great food outside the restaurant scene. Oh, nice. And it'll be for food trucks, trailers, carts, vendors. So Nice. Hopefully that will, we'll, we can have fun and find some good food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's fun building products. Like I, one product that I made, uh, all the antique stores downtown, mm-hmm. uh, I made it to where they uploaded photos, uh, put in like a price description and uh, the vendor, well, it, it tied the vendor to the login. And so it auto-shared the social media and people could go like on Facebook, see it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, and then they would know who the vendor was, what price it was. And the description when they called the store went in. But mm. uh, the search feature is was huge. Like you can type in chairs and it'll pull every single antique chair that's on the platform from all the stores. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was just like a little tool I made that help bring them traffic oh wow yeah and it was it was awesome like we saw results like the first day nice but uh before i made the first version using wordpress it took me three hours and i think 122 dollars of uh plugins that i bought oh wow and uh before i i had probably like 11 vendors wanting to pay me and i i didn't even have a product really yeah (laughs) and so i had to do something fast Wow. And that was like the first version. But it's, yeah, I like building products. It's fun. Nice. Seeing people use them is cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's one of probably like the creative side of you, right? Is this like creating like ideas and putting them, you know, into life. So but tell me about your tattoo one because I, I think I've seen it on your like, you know, at you advertising it before and stuff. And you said you've been working on it for like 11 years. 
Yeah, well, so, going through different developers, wasting a lot of money, right? Uh, upgrading the system because technology changes. But it's all been a great experience because I got to learn a lot. Nice. <laughs> so what what's like what is what does the app do or like what's the whole like theory behind it? Uh, basically finding a great quality tattoo artist no matter what city you're in. Mm. So you could view their portfolio. Uh, you could eventually book an appointment online, which mm. we might release. We kind of took a lot of features back to just get it out there. Um, but pretty much it would ask if you wanted us to sync to your Instagram so that you don't have to uh, manage multiple platforms. Mm. So if you upload a new tattoo, it just grabs everything and puts it on ours mm. and just gives you another opportunity to have like an online presence. And if Instagram ever went away, they had already have something for them. Nice. But uh, yeah, uh, you could search style, like anything you want. Oh, wow. City, everything. So, so kind of like the, the way I understand it, maybe it, I'm not understanding it correctly, but the way it sounds like it's like kind of like the Yelp for tattoo artists. Uh, that's what people say. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I don't really like comparing myself to a different product. I'm not trying to be the Yelp for tattoo artists. Right. But yeah, I mean, you can say anything is the Uber of this or right. The, yeah. Instagram of this. But yes, uh, many people have said the Yelp for tattoos. <laughs> nice. So, and then is that the same thing that you're doing with this whole food truck thing too, where you're like, you're connecting food mm. trucks with people wanting to eat or? No, I just want to like, I mean, my wife and I go to breweries a lot mm. for the food trucks. I mean, Po' Boy, if you've ever had that, he's local, amazing food, mm. but I would have never known that if I wasn't at a brewery. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of great food on food trucks or like food vendors like at farmer's markets that are tents. Right. And people don't really know about them. Right. So it's just another way to find great food mm. and uh, hopefully bring business to the food vendors, especially if they're starting out as a like tent. Right. And eventually they want to be truck, which right. is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So, but yeah, I just doing something fun. Nice. <laughs> I'm building it for myself, honestly. Oh. And uh, hopefully other people want to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's almost like um you're just kind of like trying to connect people, right? Like Yeah, community. Yeah, community. And it's interesting that you said cuz there's like so many hidden gems, right? Like that people don't know about. There's definitely little markets that nobody knows about. Yeah. Or if they do, they just don't know how to tap into it yet. Right. Um and I'm sure there are food truck apps out there, but uh I'm just trying to make a little tool for myself, solve a problem. It's not really a problem because you can find food everywhere, but right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just have fun building things. Yeah. So do you do it because you see a need in the marketplace or are you doing it more like as a project just to have fun? So the tattoo thing, there's definitely a need for it. And we've gotten a lot of feedback from tattoo artists. We work with a bunch of them to basically get it right or try to get it right as much as we can. Um, not trying to get them to think that I'm just trying to make money off the industry. Mm -hmm. We're actually providing a tool for them and for the client as well. Like it's very intimidating walking into a tattoo shop and I'm trying to take that away. Like mm. I'm trying to get rid of the intimidation. So nice. Um, and then uh, for the food, I'm just doing it for myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it so you can find food yourself or yeah? And then okay. if it takes off, it takes off like, I've talked to a few food truck vendors and they're, they're all on board and I've learned a few things too. I thought they had to be tied to like a certain place 
Mm. So, uh, so they have like running water and running like a bathroom. Right. Uh, but I just found out that they can be somewhere for two hours without having to worry about that stuff. Mm. That's, there's a lot of crazy rules in this town around oh, wow. food trucks. I think they're like anti-food truck. Right. From what I've heard from other vendors. Right. So. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. It's, it's cool learning that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you build the apps like all yourself? Because I mentioned you mentioned that you also think work with developers as yeah. well. Yeah, I have uh, a co-founder that's a developer. And then I, I found another developer in town that I've been working with. Oh, OK. So, yeah, um, I I would build it in like WordPress as like a like an MVP to mm. see, like get the concept going. Right. And then switch it over to like I did with the the vintage stuff. Mm. I built that up in WordPress and then I hired a developer to actually make it into a, like an app. Ah, I see. So gotcha. So like the concept starts basically like with the website. I think that's the fastest way to make a MVP. Right. Especially if you could put it together. I mean, the technology nowadays makes it very easy. Right. You could do a, you can make an app with no code now. So really, yeah, there's no code apps. It's huge right now. You use different like uh, resources and you could build Basically, you could build an Instagram with no code. Oh wow! And push it out to the App Store. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's that. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, uh, I started looking into it a little bit, but I feel like it's more to learn, and I don't have time for that. Yeah. So it was easier just to hire a developer and then give somebody else the opportunity to make some money and make grow their business too. For sure. So awesome. And so, how, like, how do you connect? Like, because once you one thing is building uh an app right or like a software but then it's another thing to get people to use it so like how do you how are you connecting like tattoo artists you know with people who want to get tattoos like how are you making that like how are you marketing your product so uh haven't really been doing too much marketing on it uh i've honestly been manually reaching out to tattoo artists like mm. especially during the pandemic too i mean we had a ton already like i just literally just cold message them on Instagram and say, Hey, I'm doing this. Or I'll ask a, a tattoo artist that they know that it's easier for like word of mouth. Yeah. Like they immediately say, okay, yeah, it's fine. But I've also had people tell me like get lost, mm. but uh, yeah, just Instagram has helped me out a ton. And then especially during the pandemic, like everything was closed. Right. Tattoo artists, like they're really good at art and making things and prints. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I was just trying to help out, so I started buying some of their uh, things they were giving away, mm. and then I just said, hey, you want to do a giveaway together? Oh, really? <laughs> and then I'd ask them to download the app, check it out. They'd upload their portfolio, give me feedback, and then we'd do a giveaway, and I said, don't ship it to me. Wait until we pick a winner, and they would ship it right to them. So it was kind of nice because it helped them out tremendously mm-hmm. and then got us exposure as well. Oh, nice. So just dumb little marketing things like that. yeah yeah it's, it's almost like you're kind of doing it like just the traditional relationship way yeah i think building relationships is way better than trying to shove an ad in front of somebody right so i mean that's the best like uh results and feedback that i've seen so far right that i was able to produce so, right i mean i've spent money on facebook ads before and gotten nowhere mm-hmm. and i'd rather just spend five minutes of my time reaching out to somebody and actually building that relationship yeah because i mean you get to know somebody and you get to hear their ideas and some of them i never think of and i'm very surprised that like that never crossed my mind yeah and i think like when you you offer that handshake pretty much it's like you're building trust right away and when you show you know you show an ad 
it's like people are almost skeptical and like you have to it's harder to earn someone's trust through an ad than it is with like hey what's going on yeah and a lot of times if i message somebody i'll put at the end like hey uh, this is not spam like this is legit me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah just so like they they know and sometimes people just read it and whatever but other times it's been awesome because i got to actually interact and uh honestly i've talked to some people that have hundreds of thousands of followers and it's nice amazing yeah especially when they download the app and try it out and then we have all their stuff on our platform for sure just by me reaching out to them nice so and twitter is a huge huge resource as well like uh, especially with the startup community yeah i've got to talk to a lot of cool people and uh got to learn a lot of good things or like great things from uh other entrepreneurs that have done things yeah which i would have never had that opportunity to speak to somebody in san francisco or la that's running a huge startup right but it's just cool because they interacted and have a conversation and care about what i do yeah so yeah i think like like there's a song i don't know what the song's name it's like it happens in the dms it's like (laughs) i think i know what you're talking about yeah It's like it literally does. And it's like, you know, before you know it, it develops into something more than like a relationship. But it literally just starts with, you know, a small conversation. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to put themselves out there, too. Um, I'm all about asking dumb questions. I mean, last week, I think I messaged a few people like one guy sold a startup, worked at Stripe, which is a paper payment platform and then now he's doing something different Mm. and he has a huge following and i was just like do you have time to like do any kind of mentorship i haven't heard back from him yet but like i messaged another girl that has a startup too and she was like i don't have the bandwidth at the moment Mm. so yeah i have no problem like you know putting myself out there and being vulnerable yeah i feel like more people need to do that for sure yeah it's just like just getting out there and just you know expressing whatever thoughts you have yeah because i mean it's just all feedback good or bad right so yeah 100 percent. so how many how many like for your tattoo app app how many artists are on it right now or is it still like kind of in the beginning stages uh, it's like yeah we haven't really uh we haven't really done much with it just because like the login's been broken for a minute due to facebook gotcha but uh i don't know i think we have like 35 like i just handpick people gotcha um but I mean, we have over like 50,000 tattoos on there. Wow. Yeah. So if you're like interested in a cat tattoo, you could type in cats and yeah. it'll pull up all the uh, tattoos related to cats. So you kind of see the idea of like what you could be looking for. Same oh, with wow. dogs, elephants. Yeah. So nice. Just trying to make the process easier, especially if it's your first tattoo. Yeah. Very, very hard. You got to get that login fixed so that way we can <laughs> blow this thing up. I know. I know. <laughs> it's I mean, it's in the process nice so that's cool so i mean how did you because you you worked at best buy um worked at computers and then worked for some other msp companies and then you eventually decided to become an entrepreneur so like what made you even want to be one um there's this guy uh well there's a, there used to be a website called dig.com okay like it's a it was a social news website and this guy named kevin rose uh he's huge in tech He's been around forever, like Web 2.0. But he's kind of the reason why I got into tech uh, or into startups and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. then it just went from there. Yeah. (laughs) So was he the reason you decided to go out on your own or just more like learn about IT? Just uh, he wasn't really the IT part. He was more of the web app. part. Oh, okay, Gotcha. Uh, The IT stuff. um, 
I just, yeah, I wanted to, I already, uh, basically was going down that path anyways, and I wanted to try and get a job in it, but right. yeah, for, for a year and a half, like the managers at Best Buy were like, you need to work yourself up, like work your way up to Geek Squad. Like mm-hmm. you proved to us that you can sell yeah. <laughs> computers and know about them. And then w- you can hopefully get the opportunity. But yeah, I had to, had to work very hard to get up there. Yeah. But that was, I feel like if anybody's getting into I, uh, IT field, I would go get a job at Geek Squad. Nice. Like it's a great, great place to start. Yeah. So you get customer interaction and you get to actually have hands-on troubleshooting a little bit. Right. I didn't do anything crazy until my other jobs, but right. it was still a start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to get your foot in the door somehow. And it seems like Geek Squad's a great place to get started. Yeah. And then I just remember this, like uh, a little bit after Geek Squad, before my first MSP job, I just started like a little residential computer repair, mm. um, doing like on-site stuff. But uh I was just promoting myself on Craigslist, like when it was actually legit and mm. it wasn't too spammy. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I did that for a while and then just got a real job. Gotcha. <laughs> so did, was it, did you have enough clients from that residential where you're like, okay, now I can do this on my own or what made you want to go out on your own? Uh, well, so I was on my own at that point, mm. just doing my own thing, but it was only strictly residential and I wanted to get away from that just because my friends at SWAT PC did that yeah. and uh, I wanted to learn more. So I went the way of business mm. and it's more fun, like learning networking stuff and how servers work and how everything functions. Right. So, and home users are normally just a PC and a printer. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate printers. So. For sure. Yeah. That's pretty much all there is. <laughs> yeah. That's so. funny. So, so did you just like, was it your last? So like, let's talk about, cause the last job you had before you, did your own thing was where uh it was another msp company another msp company and then from there you decided just to do your own thing uh yeah okay so so did that what did something happen to that company and is that why you started your own thing or why did you start or like why did you do like hey i'm gonna work for myself um i didn't really like the work environment Mm -hmm. and the way people were treated uh a lot of times like I would stick up for people because I wasn't really worried about getting fired. If I got fired, oh, well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it sucked having to be the one to stand up for somebody when they shouldn't have been treated like that. Right. And I just got – I didn't want to deal with that anymore. Mm. But uh, I met one of my best friends now from there and another great friend. Nice. And uh, that was the best thing to come out of it. Nice. So, And then I just, like I said, gave me an opportunity to finish my – last two classes for my degree which had nothing to do with my degree yeah and uh yeah went on from there nice did did you have like pretty much like so once you're like okay this is obviously not gonna work out and i'm gonna do my own thing did you just have a lot of clients from the begin with because like for me um you know i i had a i was getting paid pretty well at my cpa like i was working for a real estate developer um making six figures and then I basically quit my quit that job for similar reasons. Like I was unhappy. And I didn't really believe in the, you know, just the way the work environment was. So then I quit that to start my practice. But I went from a six-figure salary to zero-figure salary literally overnight because he didn't even let me give a two-weeks notice. He let me go as soon as basically the next day. Yeah, which I, it was kind of the same thing. I'd mentioned to our manager like, hey, 
I might go finish my last two classes, which there was other kids doing that too. Mm-hmm. And they took it as like, uh, I was a disgruntled employee. Oh, really? They, yeah, they cut my access immediately. I was like, I just mentioned this guy's like, well, you made my decision. So uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, they pushed me out the door, which is great. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So did you have like any financial pressure though? Were you still like living with your parents or uh, you didn't have that or? No, I was, I was definitely living on my own. Oh, okay. Um, actually I live, lived with one of my good friends. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I made, I had, I had other sources of income. Oh, nice. Just different little apps that I built. Oh, okay. Uh, so that let me get started and then I was able to get more clients from swap PC references. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I mean, I think it was just all perfect timing. I mean, I was getting 10 or 20 referrals like a week from them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was just like, I got to do this. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> so it was, it was nice and luck. I got lucky. Nice. So you had, so it was good timing and, but obviously you had to develop that relationship with swap PC. Yeah. I've known him. I worked with him a long time ago at geek squad and mm. he's just been one of my best friends since then so since 2006 oh wow yeah so it kind of it worked out they don't they only want to deal with residential and he trusted me and it's been a great uh real working relationship for yeah both, for both of us for sure yeah it just again goes back to those relationships like like you're saying even even when it's in the dm or if it's through other previous jobs like what some of your best friends are from those other jobs you've had i mean those relationships like sometimes last a lifetime yeah and that's why i hope they do yeah <laughs> for sure awesome um so what are, what is something that you're excited about chris i know like right now you like you mentioned you have apps apps that you're working on you also help build websites you help small businesses with their it solutions uh, but like what's something that you're kind of excited about going forward uh in like the it industry yeah or just you just you personally like something that you're working on that you know, you're kind of excited about? Uh, well, I really want to get that food truck done. Yeah. A food truck app done. But I, I have a, a book, that, like a children's book that I'm going to write. Oh, really? Yeah, that I've been working on. Uh, like I said, I do a lot of dumb little things just to have fun with them. Yeah. And they're not dumb, but... Yeah. I just don't like talking about this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, where do you get where do you get the inspiration to like work on these little projects? So that's pretty cool. Like that's completely different from anything else that you've done. Uh I'm just so I I can do it. I mean, just something to do. Like uh and try it out at least. Yeah. And then I have a friend that's an author and he's kinda like just, just all you gotta do is put words on a piece of paper and I'll help you edit it and then I have a friend that originally designed my tattoo logo mm. and uh, she illustrates books like children's books. And oh, comics. really? And I was like, would you be interested in doing this if I did this? And mm. she's like, yes. Nice. So, yeah, well, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I write down a bunch of ideas and honestly, like I was kind of like, we've been, I've been waiting for a very long time to get this tattoo thing off the ground. Mm. And instead of waiting, I was I just told my wife, I'm just going to do everything else that I have right now and just get all those things done while I'm still waiting for this. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at right now. Nice. So that's why I have a ton of things going on. Yeah. And it seems like you're just like creative in general. Like you say, you like to build stuff, right? So you probably, you know, you get some idea, you get an idea somehow and then you're like, let's try to build it. See how how it works. 
Yeah, and then, I mean, if there's a market for it, and, I mean, honestly, there's a million ways to make money nowadays, especially with, like, e-commerce, and that's another little thing that I have going. I, we started a little e-commerce uh, shop that's for, like, a wine um, cocktail and coffee accessories. Really? Yeah, and it's all drop ship. So, oh, wow. Yeah, and I threw the site out there, and I made my first sale within, like, a couple of days randomly to some growing a uh, different part of California. Oh, wow. And she just randomly searched something. Yeah. It was kind of cool. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. So, but how do you get your creativity though? Like, cause I'm asking, cause I'm not creative at all. I'm like the opposite. Like I'm, especially as an accountant, like everything's very structured. You created this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, well, for me, it came from like inspiration. Like I was, I, I was a guest on a podcast and I was like, man, I really enjoyed it. So I was like, let me try to see if I can build my own. And that's where I got, you know, created this. But like for you, where do you get your inspiration? <laughs> I don't know. It just comes to me sometimes. Uh, if we're doing things and some random thing happens, it's like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, mm. oh, uh, I got my inspiration for the tattoo app. Uh, I was in San Francisco on my birthday and I got like this tattoo. And it was five and a half hours of me walking back and forth across the city. And it was the worst experience of my life. Mm. So I was like, maybe I should just solve this problem now. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's how that started. The food truck thing, we just like going to food trucks. And it would be cool to see them moving around on the map and go to different cities and try out awesome food trucks. Because, I mean, Portland has its own little food thing. Mm -hmm. uh, L.A. has a giant thing that's called, like, Smorgageborg. Okay. It's all food trucks. Which hopefully I can reach out to some of them and get them on board. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's just solving problems, I guess. I gotcha. Yeah. A lot of times, like a lot of successful or uh, apps are just built because they're solving the person's problem or something they want to see. Right. So. Gotcha. It's almost like you just you see two dots that are like there's a gap. Yeah, and then like the vintage thing. Uh, when I would go into antique stores, like it was dead. It's like, what if I just made something that could bring traffic here? And they were all on board and they acted, they thought I had it already made. Oh. <laughs> and that's when I had to make it real quick. But yeah, it literally took their stuff, put it on the internet for them and made themselves. Nice. Yeah. And so, yes, pointing, putting two things together. Yeah. Just connecting the dots. Uh, and then sometimes it's from your own personal bad experiences. Like I could have just imagine in San Francisco having to walk five hours. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds like pretty torture, especially with the hills and stuff. Yeah. Like, but Yeah. And it wasn't just a constant five hours. It's like, go over here and then come back in like an hour or two mm. and then go over here and then do the same thing. It was oh wow, it's not a fun experience. Yeah. So. I mean, so much so that you're 11 years later, you're still working on the app. I'm not giving up. <laughs> no. That's cool. No, the too many people uh, want this to happen. Yeah. Especially tattoo artists. They've been very supportive, which is amazing. And uh, that's why I'm not going to give up on it. And once we get out there, if it fails, it fails. But uh, so far, we've gotten a lot of like uh, a lot of people behind us from the community, which is awesome. Yeah, and it's going to help them out, too, hopefully. Yeah, So that's awesome. So I, I you know what I think what I get from you, Chris, is like it's almost like because everyone's motivated by different things. Right. And some people are motivated by money. But like yours is like you're not mo money's kind of just a bystander. Like you're just motivated by solutions like how can i solve problems and you know how can i make life you know the, the the antique store right how can i make their lives easier and 
make them sales. So you're like, you're just generally trying to just solve problems. Yeah. Solve problems. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are all about money. Yeah. Money's nice, but you make money all the time. I mean, it comes and goes. Right. So it's just, it's, it's something that you can go get a job anywhere and make. Right. So, yeah. I'd rather not focus on making a million dollars. Like I've told many people that it's like, you don't need to make a million dollars overnight. Like, I've been doing this for like four years and I'm barely like able to hire an employee. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that either. Yeah. So I feel like everyone should own a business or be in charge of one for at least a year. Yeah. And say like all the expenses are on you. <laughs> all the everything's on you. So you know how it is. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's one of the hardest lessons that business owners need or had to learn. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah, I think for me, that was probably like one of the hardest things that I had to learn because especially like when you're specialized in one particular area, like for you, it's IT and for me, it's tax. Um, you know, I specialize as, you know, as an accountant. So like I devoted myself to learning accounting, learning tax, like, and then when I became an entrepreneur and a business owner, I realized like how little I knew. Like I, I didn't know anything about running a business, how to manage employees, how to build a culture, how to like build this. Like all I knew was, you know, how to do taxes and how to do accounting and learning the business side. It's like, like you said, it's a completely different, you know, almost solution that you have to, a problem you have to solve that you're not aware of. And so, but I think when you know how to solve problems, it's like, you're always going to be employed. Yeah. Or surrounding yourself with people that have done it before and that could help you. Right. Uh, I try to do that as much as possible for sure. So yeah, no, it's, a, it's definitely been a learning experience. Yeah. hundred percent trying to have fun while I'm doing it too. Nice. Nice. Enjoying the journey. That's awesome. Yes. Um, so Chris, um, you know, for any, uh, entrepreneur business owner that wants to reach out to you with any of the projects you got going on, obviously they can go to, um, your Instagram, which is Chris Farrell at Chris Farrell. Also your website is swatmsp.com. Um, you also have a Instagram profile, SWAT MSP LLC. Um, so anyone can reach out to you there. Um, and then again, it all happens in the DM. So <laughs> just hit up Chris. So Chris, um, uh, thanks again for being on the show, man. It's been an honor and, you know, I'm very, um, honored to have you as part of my team here as well, as far, uh, as far as everything that you've done for me. I appreciate that.